0: all right welcome welcome we're here with the uh bow Bo and forest mindset show right the bow and forest mindset show is what we're calling it for right now we are live on facebook we have a special guest that we're bringing on that i'm going to introduce in a second but uh, first i just want to thank all the people that have been supporting the recent launch of the mindset for teens and young adults program it's been overwhelming the amount of support that we've received Uh, People have gone on and uh, back to the program, sent me messages, sent me information. I've been doing so much research and we're on week three now, three weeks in to helping these kids. They've been showing up on the Zoom calls twice a week. They've been making these shifts and changes in their mindset. And it starts small at first, but now they're aligned more with gratitude, with appreciation and getting out of that darkness, that depression, that anxiety, you know, uh, schools, uh, as you know, are locked down. So kids can't engage in all the things that they should be doing. My 17 year old daughter, no prom Like she's a senior in high school, right? She won't experience prom. She won't ex- ever experience driving her car to school. The first time she doesn't get to experience her friends at all through the whole rest of the year. How do we think this is all affecting, right? She won't graduate in person with her class. How do we think this is affecting all the kids? And I'm just getting so many messages, texts, emails, PMs about, you know, teens that really, really need help. I mean, it's a serious problem. Some teens and young adults have experienced major loss, are experiencing major grief, you know, um, everything from death, in the family that they've experienced um you know and loss of of friendships and experiences or there's different types of loss we're going to be talking about all of that today so before we introduce um our special guest uh Bo, um how are you doing today brother
1: i'm doing well it's a good wednesday i'm always excited for these like i just can't wait just because you know um and i just shared this on my page by the way so everybody that's listening welcome You know, my name is Beau Bluin. I have a background in working with uh, teens throughout the foster care system over the last six years. So it's an absolute pleasure to be here talking about teen mindset, especially pertaining to what's going on during the pandemic. And obviously, you know, having a really cool guest on today with uh, Elta. We can't wait to get into it. And she's a, a grief specialist and she's absolutely wonderful and she has decades of experience in this. But I want all the parents to know that, you know, Forrest and I are here to be a resource for you. If you see anything that you like today, we always like to open it up and say, hey, look, if there's something that touches your heart, if there's something that you internalize with, that really, that you know can help your teen, don't push this away because your curiosity sometimes uncovers things that we that moves into a special situation where you can help your child. So thank you for tuning in today. And again, please let us know. You can PM us, comment any questions that you have during this live show. We're here to talk mindset, parenting, and bring on our special guest, uh, Elta. So. Yeah, for us. Thanks, man.
0: Thank you both. Thank you. Incredible. Incredible. So we're super excited. This is a conversation that needs to be had, right? Go ahead and tag some friends, like this post, share this post out, man, because we really need to further and deeper our uh, deepen our discussions here on this topic of loss and grief as it pertains to our youth, as it pertains to the parents, as it pertains to you, the listener right now, right? So um, our special guest has over 13 years experience in counseling and helping other people with grief, loss. Um, She reached out to me and uh, we had a really great meeting, really great discussion, uh, and it was very inspiring to hear her perspective. And so I'm so glad to bring her and introduce her to you today. Let's get a drum roll, right? For Elta M pa how do i say it again Ampadu. Ampadu.
2: Ampadu. it's Ampadu.
0: it's elta Ampadu. welcome thank you so, uh, elta, thank you thank you t- so elta welcome t- tell us about you know um what's what's been going on you know in terms of uh what you've experienced right with with the with grief and loss as it pertains to the teens and the parents
2: Thank you, thank you Bowen for for, um, this opportunity, for this conversation that we all need to have. Um, It's an honor to be here. So just a little bit background about me, how I became a grief recovery specialist. Like you said, I've been in this field for over 13 years. Grief was never really one of those things I, I didn't know that's what I was supposed to do. I've been a social worker, like I said, for a while but I've done it all, work in a hospital setting, I've worked with youth, but for some reason over the years, I think I developed burned out. I got burned out and I didn't really have any desire to, to go to work, any motivations to go to work. So um, uh, I took some time off. I took some time off and um, it was about a year within that time frame, um, I was volunteered. By my husband, not volunteers, because if, I, it was, if, I, if he did volunteer me, I would have never agreed to do it anyway, because I'm an introvert. I hate talking in front of people, but I was <laughs> told to do a grief group. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how I found out through the flyer. He didn't even mm-hmm. tell me <laughs> through the flyer. So I did it. We did the grief group. And within that short time, within that short time to make a long story short, I um, saw the transformations. And it just brought this sense of fulfillment. And you know, I'm a I'm a God girl. I believe in God. And I prayed. And I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do for the rest of my life, I need you to provide me a resource where I don't want to go back and reinvent the wheel. I want a resource where I that is that is proven, that's effective to help others. So I did my research and I found the grief recovery method. Now um, I signed up for the program, which when I looked at the price, I thought it was very expensive, but then I prayed again, and then God provided the funds to do it. So once I signed up for the program, man, I thought I was going there to get trained, get the certification to help others, but I was so wrong. That program transformed my life. I didn't realize how much grief I had related, yes, I'm a therapist, I'm a counselor, I'm supposed to know these things, (laughs) but I hate the term expert, we don't know everything, we don't know it all, I didn't realize how much childhood grief I had, the death of my grandfather, and most of my grief was around career, because we moved so frequent, because of my husband's job. And I can never. I was never stable. Every time we move, I had to start all over. When I get a good job, so I didn't realize all of these things caused a lot of grief, and that was really a, 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 what was causing so much of my pain. Not feeling that fulfillment when I go to work. Mm. So I saw the transformation that it did for me, and I decided to make this a full time job.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
2: As far as working with youth, youth has always have a special place in my heart. That's why I started as a social worker. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have emotional stability as a child. And I'm determined to be the person that I needed when I was younger for these young people. There we go. I, yeah, yes. that's that's the passion behind my fuel for working with youth. What I didn't have, I'm determined to be that person for them. So this is where I started as, um, that's my short story to becoming a grief recovery specialist. No, you know what's
1: cool about that, Forrest? It goes right into like the mindset part too, because it's like, in order for us to be able to really teach and do that, we have to go through it ourselves and understand it and heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. So service equals healing, you know? And I've always believed that like service equals healing. And when you go through that grief process, you start uncovering these things and opening space and creating space. And that's kind of a really good lesson for parents, right? Forrest, I think that's a great lesson for parents when they go into- teaching mindset uh, and being available for their children to be able to have that mindset as well. So they can go in and teach it. So I think it's, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. That was yes. great.
0: Thank you. Yes. For that background. Um, Elta, what's something that, you know, maybe like a, an actual story an anecdotal story of someone that maybe you've worked with that has, you know, seen a shift, maybe how you've helped the parents or maybe a story of maybe helping one of the kids. Can can you, are you allowed um, to share? I don't share any names or anything like that, but maybe just in a roundabout way. Um, do you have any anecdotal stories about about that?
2: Yes, I'll I'll, I'll share I'll share a, a story. There is actually um a, a former. Know, I'm not going to mention any name, or re- I'm, I will sure. remove most of the details due to confident, the, the, the confidentiality. Sure. This um, young lady who her husband um, passed away, left behind um, five kids, all under 18. And it was a sudden death. And um, within that time frame, was within a year, she also lost her mother and she, and she and her grandmother. So it was a very difficult time for her. She found herself not... Difficult difficulty sleeping at night. Um, when she reached out to me, she was at her breaking point of um, turning in her kids. Those, that was her words, Man. turning in her kids for someone else to take care of them because she didn't feel like she was capable of doing it. Mm. So by taking her to um, the, the grief work it helped her to open her eyes, letting her know that what she's going through, she's not alone. So one of the activities that we do doing this grief grief work is we literally create a a, a timeline. Um, It's a a powerful activity. We create a timeline from childhood because we, we, in order to heal, in order to heal, we must learn to face our, I I usually use the analogy of wounds. We must learn to um, clean our wounds. Like if you have a wound, that needs to be healed. You can't, you have to, um, be able to, uh, um, remove the debris, um, uh, whatever it is that's in that wound. um, use alcohol ointments or whatever it is that you wait, use. Wait, wait. That that's, process that, itself. That, that,
0: that hurts. That's, that's too painful. I'm not going to go there. Elta. It that's is too, it that's is too uh, painful. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is
2: painful. It is painful. But here's the thing though. Here's the thing. That's the problem with us because we avoid we try to avoid our pains cuz that's what i did we try to avoid it knowing that it will go away but the reality it was it will never go away you may think it go away but the body keeps scores so eventually yeah. because grief accumulates mm-hmm. as long you continue to live and breathe things will continue to accumulate so that's what was happening with her so you have to learn to face it to clean that wound so this is what that program does it takes you way deep down into childhood so we create that timeline of different losses Mm -hmm. you know grandma passed away the abuse the death the accident the illness um all of these trauma when you look at that timeline from your time you were born till 20 30 whatever your age is and you look at all these things that happen you're like wow that's a lot of trauma and to be able to see it from that perspective and to look at yourself say I'm feeling um depressed I'm feeling sad I have a lot of anxiety I don't have any motivation I can't get out of bed um I feel worthless. So to look at that timeline and to feel this way, and you look at it like, because I usually tell my client, there's nothing wrong with you. There's things that have happened to you along the way that made you feel that way. So when when we go through these things, we, we take each of those relationships, we digest them, we teach them how to put words into those, the pains that they're experiencing to help them to overcome those obstacles, because there is life after pain. Your pain doesn't have to take control over you.
1: Absolutely. And you know, what's cool is, you know, something that we do very similar to, and this is a good uh, segue into a good part of the conversation is, you know, whenever we were working with some of the teens, we would review the timeline of their life as well. And then we would, we would look at, you know, the things that there were challenges. And then we'd also really focus on where the love was at and where all the love that they had as well. And re-experiencing that getting back into that mode and start looking at the things that actually were blessings to them as well Mm. to kind of go with that hand in hand and it was funny because once we started doing that you know that was just stuff after i read and we just kind of implemented it creatively into our retreats and then the mindset system you know that Forrest goes into teaches how to count wins and be grateful because you know there's a lot of evidence you know that shows being grateful and the things that it does for us and our overall physical well-being so um is there something that you guys do with that as well as you know you're looking at the grief throughout the timeline and then you also have what's kind of like a reconstruction period for them to get them out of that what do you what do you recommend once they review But I recommend
2: the- mm-hmm. th- that's a great great question that's an awesome questions now here's the thing um that bear with me as this is going to take some little time to explain, because I think it's very crucial to get that foundation in order to, like I said, in order to solve any problems, we must know what the source of the problem is so that way we can resolve it instead of putting a bandaid over it. So, you know, as parents, grandparents, uncles, or adults, uh, most of us never give serious thought of how our children learn and develop survival skills. And behavior patterns to really think about it so now research shows that by by the age of three they already learned 75 percent of the basic tools and concepts that they need to learn for survival mm-hmm. and you know that before they even develop advanced communication skills they learn these skills from watching us their environment listening to how we deal with issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, in addition, 20% of these these skills also are learned by the age of between 10 to 12. So by the time they turn 15, they've already learned 95% of their decision-making power um, to to be established. So our children's model our behavior pattern, even when we hope they're not watching because they're like sponges they soak up their environment so uh, um um and i'm going to answer your questions because i really 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 want us to understand this background piece you know think about it for a few minutes and try to remember how you learned to cope with grief as a child how did you learn to cope with grief as a child first first before we do that i want to I want to let's take a look at the definition of grief because that's wow. where most of the issue is. Most people don't know what grief is. Mm. You know, grief is you. It's typically it's like a no. It's a normal reaction, normal and natural reaction to a loss. It's the conflicting feeling caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern or behavior. Conflicting feelings caused by the end of. Or changing the familiar pattern of behavior, like for the with the pandemic, that's a perfect example. Remember the yeah. patterns? You mm-hmm. get up, you have the routines, you go to school, you have lunch at school, you meet your friends, even the parents. You get up, you fix their lunches, you get ready. All that pattern is gone. Yeah. So that's interrupted. There's yeah. grief there. And That's then, a loss. A,
0: That's a type of a loss. Just absolutely. that pattern interrupt a whole change. You just lost yeah. a whole pattern in your life and you have that hole and that pain that you haven't even addressed. So, yeah. Absolutely.
2: And remember that pain, it's normal and natural because mm-hmm. we're human. Mm-hmm. If you didn't experience that, that means you wouldn't be human. So now try to remember, here it is, try to remember how you learned to cope with grief as a child. Did someone ever sit down with you and teach you how to deal with the emotional pain? Like, you yes. know, as a kid,
0: uh, it's basically you open a beer and then you, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually that's how I dealt with loss. And by, you know, and just really quickly, I don't mean to interrupt, but when I was 23, my best friend's dad passed away. We found his dead body in the bathtub. He died of a massive heart attack and we didn't, we didn't know how to deal with it. And and we just really just lost ourselves in alcohol and partying and we just numbed ourselves so that we didn't have to feel and we pushed all those emotions down we never dealt with it you know years later years 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 later it it came up but all these things manifested in my life as a result of that and other ways that i always pushed it down it's going to come up Mm -hmm. and that's what we found in in the mindset it's going to manifest somehow some way unless you deal with it so yeah go on please for us
1: yeah for us to give an example to dovetail too is like so i was I was taught the proper way I had a grief, you know, from when my grandfather died when I was at a young age. My mother was really was a good spiritual teacher to us. But unless you practice it, going into like you said all the way up until like 15 years old, like really have that as part of a routine, you kind of you don't really do, you know, you don't really get those lessons, they don't really internalize. Is what I learned because I learned that whenever I was younger, but when I went through my adolescent and teenage years, we went through some challenges and all of that kind of went out the window because I it wasn't being constantly reminded. I wasn't like training myself in it or anything. And I didn't have the necessary tools, which caused me to be destructive as I got into a, a young adult. So yeah. I was taught, but then I didn't continue that. That makes
2: sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, but just, just, I- just
0: really quick. I, I just want to really quickly just acknowledge, you know, Sheree Bonet, who's on Eric and Christina Alexander, Rosalie Ortega, Maggie Donies, um, you know. Oh, cool. Bunch for, of friends. For- Eric, yeah. Christina, Maggie,
1: thanks for hey, thanks for showing up, guys. If you guys are here, hey, we got to get Maggie on here too as well. She's good. She's a yeah, therapist as well for us, so That's we got
0: to get great. her on. got to get her on. Thank so you for thank you for being on, Elta. Yep. Thank you. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Please. You're
2: welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. So just to piggyback on what Bo said, um, you didn't really um, use the tools as you got older, really. But then it's it's all because they were not. I'll, I'll explain later as we go. You'll see they were not reinforced from a young, very, very young age. And then with you, um, Forrest, how you mentioned the de- the death, um, that's what we all know as grief. Grief is usually death or divorce. However, like I was saying, you know, you can picture a child playing on the playground, or if another kid grabs a toy, they will cry, or being bullied at school. So usually we don't really relate that to some form of grief, Yeah, but it is most like most um, like not probably not even, um, it's some form of potential grief issues. Most people, like I said, equate grief with death, but to not realize that every, every change we encounter in life has elements of grief attached to it. And, you know, like I said earlier, it's part of being human. One of my very first loss when I was um, a child, I remember when I was separated from my mom, she um, she moved with my youngest um, sister. And I remember feeling very lost, very sad, confused, and not understanding why she had to take my, my sister and not me going with her. And when I went to leave with, with my aunt, um, she tried to, you know, console me, tell me not to cry. Um, it's going to be okay. I will be with my mom soon. I understood everything she told me, but it didn't make me feel any better. I still missed my mom and I was sad. So as a child, we encounter an experience of this type or any other type of loss. It is likely that the adult around us and I'm going back to the foundation again, the adult around us give us a variety of logical reasons Mm. why we should stop feeling sad. Ah, yes. Now ask yourself, ask, and now ask yourself if these intellectual reasons actually made you feel better.
0: No, there was no energetic or emotional release.
2: No, there was no emotional release. Absolutely. So most likely, but here's, here's, here's what we do. Here's what we do. We try to be brave Mm -hmm. that brave face because we were trying to follow direction from someone we trusted right
0: don't cry don't cry it's okay don't
2: cry there you go be strong be a big girl or a big boy Mm -hmm. i vividly remember as a little girl making the decision not to express my feelings Mm -hmm. and that was the worst thing i could have done so what i was doing was suppressing and bearing my feelings because that was my perception of what I thought was supposed, what I was supposed to do without even realizing it. I was um, establishing the first behavior pattern that I would use for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. in dealing with grief or any loss. So the underlying message was that um, we could use logic to deal with our emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's way to deal with sadness emotion and 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 that's awful that is awful that is awful like i said grief is emotion no matter how you try to use logic to deal with emotional pain of grief that's grief still exists
0: yeah it's just logic is just a method that doesn't work for that because it's not speaking to the language of grief it's not speaking to to how that operates. So it's using one, it's like apples and oranges. It's using one thing and, and we have to deal with it a whole different way. So I, I'm excited to learn how to deal with it. Give, give me yes. the goods, Elton. I, I right. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. And, and and I'm pretty sure you guys heard people say, I just can't wrap my head around this.
1: Yes. You
2: can't, you will never. Grief is not an intellectual thing. It's a hard thing. Thank it's fueled with love. Mm. That's why it doesn't make sense. So when we see our children are upset about anything, it is only natural to to want to make them feel better. Trying to minimize that pain with reason why they should not feel bad may give us a sense that they're feeling better when the tears stop flowing, but it's not really helping them to learn how to effectively deal with the pain. Because they stop crying and you tell them, you give them a cookie, here's a cookie, feel better. Or you, like if if it's a loss of a pet, we hurry up, go to the store and replace the pet. It's still, that loss that they have, it's still there. They haven't dealt with it. So these skills that we're using to help them, it's not helpful. This is why I keep saying again, let's go back to see where the foundation comes from. Nor if if um, again, like we're usually offering them a treat. This is a perfect example, and I'm sure you guys have kids you can relate to that. Um, like you know, when you go to the doctor, you take your kids to the doctor. They get a shot, right? What do they give them after the shot? Give them a lollipop. Yes. What does ah. that What does that do? So a lollipop as a reward for getting a shot. <laughs> if this happened to you, <laughs> it is. We're, we're, it's the stuff that we do. We're not even aware of. We're we planting wa- seeds into them. We're not even aware. Of. We're naturally, t- t- honest truth. We're naturally born. We already have it within us to learn how to deal with grief. Mm. But then society has messed us up, giving mm. us those tools that that I don't know where they come from. <laughs> to be honest, right. so I, that's think, I why- think
0: they I, they come from just the parents don't want to hear crying. So they'll do whatever it takes to stop a crying kid, and that's in our central nervous system. When when kids cry, and Bo knows this because he's you know he's got he's he's a young dad with a young boy, you know mm-hmm. it's, it sends your whole central nervous system on alarm, mm-hmm. and we want to shut off the alarm. So we'll give the lollipop. We'll tell him you know stop crying right now, whatever it takes, right? And uh, but you, now now I'm learning through what you're saying is that there's yeah. a whole. There's a whole blocking that's going on with that.
2: Yes, yes it is and it is. And I use the example of the lollipop when we go to the doctor, you know, um, a, a lollipop as a reward for getting a shot. So if this happens to you, did that shot hurt any less? No. Probably no. not. The lollipop didn't help you get any better. But now you are beginning to equate a sweet as uh. what? As a positive way to deal with the feelings that we were being buried inside. Wow. This bring us to this bring us to the point of using food as comfort. Uh-oh. You know comfort food.
0: Yes. Now,
2: yeah. You know. You know the war between obesity has nothing to do with food. It has to do with grief.
0: Emotion. Wow. Pizza, so, macaroni and cheese. Emotion. Yes.
2: Yeah, so emotional. so so think about it. When you when you grab your comfort food, usually comfort food are not healthy. Mm-hmm. we're usually in the state of stress, right? So oh, yeah, we absolutely. we use yeah. that to help us what feel Tope. better, right? Feel yeah, better in coping. that
0: moment, yeah. yeah.
2: At that it works at that moment. But before we know it, it becomes a long term habit.
0: Yeah. And
2: guess what happened to our physical health?
0: We kept turning toward the lollipop because hey, we were you know condi- we were conditioned to do it. Next time you get
1: a lollipop, there's something the lollipop. I do like to do in the Marines. I'm just gonna make them rub it because that totally happened like we had to take him to the doctor a couple months ago and they're like here's a lollipop and he like instantly stopped crying and he's like thank you and i'm like oh wow okay so Uh, i actually went through that recently so thank you i'm so glad you came on to talk about it so question okay so when that happens right technically when that happens let's get some let's do something very practical here so my kid does got a shot he's crying the nurse says here's a lollipop as a father he's crying he's crying and screaming uh what do you recommend for that
2: I'm going to get to it
1: <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. because cool. we're really excited. Like this is going to
2: get to it. That's I, yeah. I'm going to get to it. That's why I said be patient I'm, with I'm me. I'm taking
1: notes, man. I'm taking it's notes good. and yeah. I'm quoting you right here online too. I'm quoting all these awesome quotes by the way, so we can have them. So this is good. Thank
0: Catherine. You. Thank you for coming on. Catherine uh, Greeley. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining everyone. Yeah. I'm getting to it. This is what, what I said. It's crucial. We need to get to the foundation. Yeah, Because it all starts with childhood. It all starts with the adult authorities in our life. And the people that taught us, they didn't do it intentional. It's because it's a cycle. That's what they learned. So even when it comes to parenting, how do we learn how to parent? Pretty much. By what? The adult authority figures in our life. And us who are willing to educate ourselves to learn better, do better, and we, we, we get outside resources. So here's where the issue is. We're, we're, we're very good at accepting happiness in our children. However, wow. without even realizing it, we teach our children that sad and unhappy feelings are unacceptable. Mm. Absolutely. And here's, here's, an, here's an example like we'll make statements, simple statement we would never thought of. Remember, I said planting seeds, we're not aware of. Big girls or uh, big girls or, or big boys don't cry. Mm. If you're going to cry, go to your room. Uh, when we do that, you know what that does? You grieve alone. Mm. It's, remember we're planting the little seeds. Yeah. You need yeah, you need probably, time out? You need probably. time out go get time out. Don't wanna, be a cry. Don't be a cry, baby.
0: You want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about.
2: <laughs> that, that was my favorite thing to say to my kids. Right. Till this day I had to ask for forgiveness.
1: Right. Mm. Yep. I did
2: not know any better. I did mm. not know any better. I will give you something to cry for. Mm. So what is that teaching them about sad and unhappy feelings? Cause you remember those feelings are natural within us. So if I'm feeling sad about something that happened to me, why am I going to tell, tell you, don't cry? Does that make sense? Because crying is natural. Allow the child to cry and express his or herself. But when we tell them not to cry for something that's hurting, that's painful, what do they do? They shut down, right? They try to be strong. They stuff that feeling inside. And we remember, well, again, we're going back to the foundation where all that stuff starts. So, how can we really help them deal with the sad events? This coming this comes to the answer to your questions, board that you will be eager to learn. Obviously, we do not want our kids to be sad. It's obvious. None of us want our children to be sad. But you know, we live in a world that sadness will come. We can't avoid it. So our gold our priority as the adult authority figures in their life is to not prevent the sadness, but to teach them when the sadness come, how to deal with it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yes. There are better tools we can offer them. However, to deal with sadness and unhappy feelings. And, uh, and, and, and so here's how we do it. Here's how we do it. You guys are already familiar with most of what I'm about to say. Mm. Now, Instead of giving them reason why they should not cry or be sad. Remember how I said, grief is not logical. It's a heart thing. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. Don't try to give them reasons of why they shouldn't. Honey, you shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel this way. Uh, Like if your, if your daughter comes up to you and tell you, um, her, her boyfriend broke up with her and the first thing. My, the old Elta would say, don't worry about that. Um, mm-hmm. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the logical answer? Right. But the best the best way to deal with it is allow her to express herself. Mm-hmm. Go and- back as the adult authority figure, as the parent, grandparents, whoever you are in that child's life. Think of an example. It may not be that exact same thing, Think of something similar. You start first. Say, so I remember when I was about 15 years old, there was this boy in my class that I liked. My friend liked her too, and he liked my friend, and he didn't like me. I was feeling this and this and this and this and, this and that. Now, do you see where that conversation can take you with that child? Mm-hmm. Instead of telling them not to feel bad, there's other fish in the sea.
0: It's an empathy. It's yeah. like, it's like, I oh, feel, really I feel what you're there, feeling. Guys. It's like, I feel what you're feeling. I feel your pain too, which kind of opens up the space for allowing them to feel whatever it is. Absolutely. Feeling. And right.
1: you know, we have a really good question and they're tagging people. So we're getting some traction. So can we, can we yeah. go to another question real quick? Yes, Let's dovetail telling that. So Eric and Christina Alexander, they run a great nonprofit for foster kids mm-hmm. and uh, Eric and Christina say, how do we teach them to process sadness at their special needs? or have problems expressing themselves? Mm. So how do we teach them how to process this if they're special needs and they have problem expressing themselves? This is a really good question. I'm not qualified to answer this one. Yeah. So. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, you guys don't want, want to give it a shot?
1: No, we'll-, I, we'll think, uh, I think
2: you don't have to be qualified. I think you okay. know, you do know, you do know.
1: Well, I think listening, you, you, like you said, I know from our perspective, I think from, and not, not dealing with, and not knowing the specific circumstance of special needs, I know um, what we've done in the past, it's just a basic simple process of just letting them get it out however they need to and creating that environment. So if they're if they're angry because of it, put up a punching bag or do something or a pillow. I mean, that's what I went through when I was younger. Um, just get, getting the body to release those emotions in any way that it can as applicable to the child. That's mm-hmm. that's what my first instincts tell me if I was in that situation. I don't know if that's right, but I'll hand it that's over That's
2: absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Again, Allowing them, I don't know the specific situation, even if it's with a two-year-old, you know the mind of a two-year-old. They really don't know much. Right. But if they come to you and say, my sister grabbed my toy, um, how do you would you react to that? And they're crying. They're very upset. To you, it's just a toy. But to right. them, it's not. Right. The pain is still there. So you allow them to express themselves. Do not use logical reason why they shouldn't. Oh, she's going to give it back to you later. Just let her play with it. No, because you literally dismissed that child's feeling. Allow that child to cry. Allow that child to express his or herself. If you have to give that child a hug, if that child is not able to speak, just let them cry, hug them, hold them. Don't try to dismiss their feelings because that's what we tend to do. We dismiss their feelings and we don't allow them to express. At the end of the day, if you don't know anything you have to do just sit there and stay silent and allow them to express themselves yeah think think of a similar situation because i'm sure you're a human being you've been through stuff in life think of something similar and try to use that story to tell them because that's going to open them up to express themselves
1: okay i'm typing this out for him so thank you Mm -hmm. oh that's good
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's excellent. That that could be very difficult if somebody doesn't have the ability to express themselves, and that could be a special needs child or a non special needs child that just hasn't learned the tools of expression, you know. And um, sometimes just like letting it out, like Bo said, through the body, whether it's shaking, breathing, you know, um, you know, getting into that, you know, letting the grief come out wherever, however it wants to manifest, but allowing you know, it. I think in the past people used violence. To, they did. Uh, to stop special needs kids hmm. from from doing these types of things, you know, and I've read read stories and, and things um, about about so, that. So, yeah, yeah, one
1: thing we do in our household, too, uh, is so my son loves to wrestle and he loves that like that safety, but also that type of aggression to get it out. But knowing he's safe and he can be aggressive and wild and let yeah. it out. And so I I know now, like when he's going through like different transitions, or I could see that he's not handling stuff properly, we'll do more wrestling sessions throughout the day. And I'll see a dramatic improvement in his overall temperament and his well-being to handle things where before he would yell and scream and before he wouldn't. So maybe Eric and Christina, you know, if that's something, what are your, what does your child like to do with you where they feel safe, where they can express themselves in different ways. So this is really good. So um, Eric and Christina, I know your children uh, and find things where they feel really safe and they can mm-hmm. express themselves with you. And maybe it might be a place where they can kind of push the limit a little bit and they see that you're okay with it, right? And yeah. you can go there and reason. And that's kind of what I do with Gavin. You know, we get headlocks and arm locks and stuff. And then we, we, we do that kind of stuff. So I think maybe a really safe space where you're really engaging and allow them to just release emotion too sometimes. Because, you know, my four-year-old can't exactly explain exactly what's going on just releasing that in a, in a very energetic and a safe environment has helped with us. It really has. And he'll even ask daddy wrestle. I'm like, all right, there's something going on. Let's go.
0: (laughs) That's a good one, Bo. And, and, and sometimes, you know, um, there's self-inflicting, like, you know, we have uh, a next door neighbor and we'll hear screams and then, and then the mom will come over and say, Hey, my son, he's special needs. He'll bite himself when he's really upset. And then he'll scream because he's biting himself. So, I mean, if there's if they're causing harm to themselves, yeah, you have to stop that, of course, um, you know, and and prevent the the physical harm from taking place. But yeah, any kind of way, like Bo said, that can create safety that they can they can get it out somehow through their body, through their through their uh, state of emoting, um, would be the best way to go, I would think. Yeah, yeah. yeah Let me see I what agree. else we I have. I totally,
2: yeah, I totally oh. agree. Why are you why are you looking for the next question just to piggyback on what Bo said? Finding what they love. Um, usually that's the best approach, especially with older teens. Sometimes they shut down. Mm-hmm. They don't. When you ask, how are you doing? I'm good. How's your grades? Fine. Oh, Everything yeah. is every, even if it's an a open-ended question, the answer is yes, no. So the best way to do it, find something they love. Spend time with them. Share, share your own feelings about what's going on as well. And, you know, by, by, you know, here's what happens. By trying to be, we have this, this mentality that I have to be strong. That's, that's that's the biggest myth. That's one of the myths that we teach in the Grief Recovery Institute. By trying to be strong. You know what that does? By trying to be strong, you know, when you're trying to be strong, what, what picture are you portraying to that child? You're literally not expressing much. Remember what I said. They observe everything within their environment. So they do what we do. So by you trying to be strong, they mimic your behaviors because you don't express yourself to them. So they're gonna try to be strong themselves. So it doesn't allow them to express themselves.
1: Right, and you know, that's a good point because my son has like different types of strength that I don't even have and you can see it, you know what I mean? And uh, to see him flourish in some of those things. And he has things that he's not even cautious or worried about that we are, that we impose on them. You know, like I took him fishing and camping on an island this last weekend, and man, he wasn't afraid of anything. He's like, Daddy, I grab the fish, I grab the hook, I do this, I do that, going around on the boat, not even worrying about anything, you know, just letting okay. him do it. So like, they all have different strengths to them that and one on the other side, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna let him go. Like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be too overcautious either. So that was a great point, thank you. Yeah. We have a yeah. really good question too, and this is good for the parents. And uh, this is right up our wheelhouse. How do you teach? Uh, a parent, how do you teach them how to express it correctly if you yourself as a parent do not express grief correctly?
2: Again, remember what I said at the beginning? It's all go back. Where did we learn? They learned it from us. So, what to answer that question is start with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go ahead and respond. So, go ahead. Yeah, we'll respond to that. Okay.
2: Yeah. And what starts- would you
1: recommend specifically for them? What's a quick one step where they should start right now? to give them some relief. If you can give them some relief in the next week, what would you say for that parent that needs to learn how to grieve correctly so they can show their child?
2: Um, seek help. That's the, Because okay. if it's something you're struggling with, you don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Seek help. Seek, seek someone like myself or a therapist, someone who will guide you through that step. Also,
0: Elta, I love what you said earlier about the timeline, it sounds like somebody can sit down and do their own timeline right there at the kitchen table, right and and mark down all their years of grief and all these instances, and you're shining a light. And now you're realizing, oh, wait, maybe I should seek help, because I can see it now. It's right there in front of me. And I've been pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. My question to you, Elta, is, if we've been pushing it down and and, and not dealing with it correct ourselves as adults, how have you seen that manifest in people's lives like what good question what type what type of ways have we been damaging our own life because of this
2: good question you know feelings buried inside manifest into other things such as mm. anger because anger oh. is a symptom of an underlying issue mm. cuz as the griefs continue to accumulate Eventually, the the I, I usually use the analogy of a a, a, a curdle where you where you boil water. The water, if you uh, leave the little top lid thing closed as you boil the water, if it's closed, if it's if it's closed, it's going to literally explode. But if you op- leave it open a little bit as the water is boiling, it's gonna come out. And I also use the I think you guys ha- have used that example as the Coke. As an example, yeah. if you release it a little bit, you won't explode. So to answer your questions, these are usually the cause of depression, cause of anxiety, um, mm. suicide, um, mm-hmm. physical health, um, high blood pressure, um, any, any, all of these is stress-related. So this is how it manifests. Even our personalities, people who have very um, short temper, they're, 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 they're very impatient. They get angry very easily. Yeah. These are all underla- unresolved grief, unresolved issues. That's how it shows up in our lives. Even from one relationship to another, not being able to stay in a relationship because you move from one, you haven't been healed to another one. Mm-hmm. That's grief mm-hmm. on top of grief. Oh, yes. That's how it beginning
0: up. If you can can relate to that right there, go ahead and put, I "I can can relate in the comments right now. Go ahead and put, I I can can relate. relate If you can relate to any of this stuff, just put that in the comments. I can relate because you got to realize that that, you're not alone in this. And all these things that you're going through that are manifesting, they're often just the accumulation, like Elta is saying, of all these grief, all the grief that's been pushed down over the years. Right. And now it's coming out in your life in these different ways and you're wondering why you're stuck or feeling trapped or you keep making the same kind of mistakes with the same relationships. It has to do with these core things that are inside going on with you that are at the subconscious level that we're bringing up. Like Bo talks about a lot, Toma, top of mind awareness. You're bringing it from subconscious to a conscious level and uh, somebody like Elta can really help with that process. Um, you know, on so, that other yeah.
1: side too is, you know, while, it, while, it, while we do have those things and why they might seem very heavy to us and very real to us and we might be embarrassed or shy of it, one thing that I always like to do, because I'm always the happy go lucky guy, I take this from Ram Dass. Our challenges are our best curriculum. So while we know this, right, and we're experiencing it, sometimes our challenges are our best curriculum. It's showing us right where we need to be to get into a healthier, more balanced state. So I think it's awesome that you know, I love the way that Elta has gone back. And thank you, Elta, for going back and saying, look, let's find the root of these problems. Let's see where how you learned how to deal with grief and you buried it. And where is it coming in out? Is it coming out in your relationships? Uh, is it coming out in patience? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Do you have anxiety? If that's happening to anybody listening here, again, don't push this away. Reach out to Elta. Reach out to Forrest. Because that challenge could be your best curriculum to move forward. I just want people to know that. So that's how I look at it. Now, and that's part of the growth mindset is like, okay, what's showing up in my life and how can I move through it? You know, with grace. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Bo. That needed to be said because I mean, the obstacle is the way, I mean, we're, we have these things. Don't feel like this is going to, you know, you don't have options and all of a sudden you're trapped and stuck. No, this is your healing. Your healing is your spiritual growth is your human growth. Right. And that's how you're going to connect more with yourself and connect with other human beings in your life. Right. So that's super powerful. Don't shy away from it and shrink from it. Lean into it. This is your opportunity. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm going to put you
0: on that for
1: sure. Yeah,
2: you. I, I, I totally agree with uh, what you guys are saying. But here's this one thing. It's it's um, it's it's not always easy to get to that point to say my challenges or my best assets to to become a better person. Because sometimes all we see is the negative. Yeah. That's all we see. Yeah. We, could, we could have the best house. We could have drive the best car, have everything going on for us. But if, if, if we're not fulfilled, if things, the hopes and dreams and expectations we had are not being fulfilled, we, it's very difficult to get to that point. And I'm speaking from a, from a personal experience. And here's how I've dealt with it and what got me out of that hole to be able to view it the way Bo just described so that way you can move forward starts with gratitude. Oh yeah. Gratitude when I it's like it works like Yo, magic. it does.
1: It does. It works internally and externally. Yes.
2: Yes, yes. It's
1: a powerful tool.
0: It but, is. but 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 what, what people need to know too is it's not just the logical gratitude. The you thought beat it. the the it it's it's the gratitude that is uh, coming through the body, every cell of the body, the central nervous system, the heart, the space yes. around the body, there's the heart. This, There's this vibrational frequency that you don't need on Thanksgiving day. And that's the one day where we all say mm-hmm. we're grateful, mm-hmm. right? You can have it 365 days a year and you can emanate this and vibe, uh, create a vibrational frequency of this. And it's incredible. We've been using this with the kids in the mindset training. Oh, yeah. oh big time. Uh, it's, 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 it's huge, right? And people have no idea really the power because it
2: seems so simple, but it,
0: mm-hmm. it really is. Uh, but yeah, Elta, keep that's a, going.
2: That, that, keep that's going. a
1: pillar. Thank you. We love that. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and, and you have to, and this is how I do it, what, it, what has worked for me. Because what I used to do is as soon as I wake up, I start thinking about my problems. It literally consumed me. Sometimes they will wake me up in the middle of my sleep. I can't go back to sleep. Mm. So I said, this can't take control over me. I have to learn to take control over it. Yes. So as soon as I wake up and I realize I'm above ground, instead of grabbing this thing right here,
1: oh, yeah.
2: I mm. start thanking God. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Especially with the state that we're in right now. Yeah, To be able to, to breathe, it's a blessing. So yes. I think him, and you have to verbalize it. Don't just think about it because there's power in verbalizing your thoughts. So you yes. have to verbalize it. Thank you thank you for, for all of us could be grateful for being able to breathe, for being able to get out of bed, <clears> for being able to brush our own teeth, put our own clothes together. I mean, put, being able to see the difference between black and white, being able to get up and go use the bathroom without someone holding your hand or without you holding a cane. Being able to fix your meals, these simple little things. So start being thankful for these things. And And once you, I was going to
0: say, even for speaking out to the atheist in the room, you know, if you don't feel comfortable saying thank God, you can say frame it as thanking the universe or thanking the present moment. Absolutely. Thank thank you just for the ability just to be right here, right now. And because, you know,
1: in neuroscience back set up, you know, you're creating new neural pathways so you can create and you can start having a growth mindset where you're focusing on those things more often. So, and again, that's perfect for people that might not be in that realm. That's perfect. I mean, all of this ties together, though, as you know, it's it's all the same thing. (laughs) Good point. It all ties back into it.
0: So true. And I just want to really quickly say thank you for uh, Shay. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Corinne Blackmore. She's a good friend of mine. She says my grief came out in addiction. I went through some heavy sessions of therapy to get through it and uh, feel the grief and emotions I had been numbing for so long. So addiction, right, has been has been the way that it manifested for Corinne.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Corinne, you're not alone. You are not alone. So many of us, Um, Like I said, the war between substance abuse, it's not really about substance issues. It's really about unresolved grief because we use it to numb the pain and then it becomes an issue. It works short term, but it becomes an issue long term. So you're not by yourself. You're not alone and you're not broken. You're not defective. Things have happened to you along the way throughout life. We were never taught how to deal with our emotional pains, and you just did the best you knew how to. Mm. But then you took the extra step and went and got help and you're healed. And thank you for sharing your story. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Corinne. Thank you so much.
1: All right, cool. So what do we have? So I think those are all the questions that we have so far. Um, I know I don't know what part we wanted to move on to next. Do you guys have any, any other questions as well? Or are we good? Is there, or, or go
0: ahead. We're we're getting near the point where we have to. Um, we're going to start to wrap it up. But yep. before we do, um, Elta, is there anything that we should have asked or anything that we we didn't hit on? Um, I definitely want to at the end to give people a way to contact you. I'm assuming they could look you up on on Facebook. Uh, we'll we'll make sure mm-hmm. that there's a link. And then, do you have a if website? You, if you have a website, you know, Bo can throw that in the comment yep. section below. Um, And then they can connect with you. I'm definitely going to connect with you too on a personal level for my older son and my daughter, because they've been through some major loss. And now that you just kind of like woken me up to a lot of things in this conversation, Elta. Me too. um, You know, thank you. No, Um, big time for me as well with
1: my with my four year old. Absolutely. There There are some adjustments that need to be made on a few of those things as well. Yeah. So thank you. And this is what it's about, being yes. totally transparent on the show for us. Like, yeah. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, right. you know? Yes. And, and every day we're dealt with things and stressors, working from home, having to deal with all of this. Like, we're not perfect at all. We're as we're here learning and to hopefully be a resource. So I want to let you know, like there's two things I got to change tomorrow in a couple ways that I approach. So I want to tell you, thank you.
0: But, but Bo, your hair, your hair is perfect, man. You know,
1: (laughs) it is,
2: it is (laughs) Try to get it going. Hey,
1: so I think I found your website, the grief recovery method. Uh, is that you on there?
2: Um, it's, it's my whole name. It's elta and padu.com E L T A A M P A D U.com. And I also have a website with the grief recovery Institute. I found your website. I'm going to drop it for you right now. Yeah. And 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 like you like you guys said, it's um I I, like I told um Forrest from a previous conversation we had, I still believe in the this saying that it takes a village yep. to to raise a child. Um the village may not look like how it looked 10, 40, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's different now because when I was growing up as a child, we didn't have Facebook, all this social media stuff. Mm-hmm. But It 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 takes what I can if 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 your child come to me for us if 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 I tell my child stop doing certain things and they still continue to do it and you tell them the exact same thing and they listen.
0: Oh yeah, happens all
2: the time. (laughs) Yeah, happens to me all the time. It's it's like I've been telling you this all along, why you never listen to me. So Every this day. is where the village comes in. I'm not a, I hate the term experts. Mm. Nobody's an expert at anything. Mm, you that. just, you um, uh, both just have more knowledge in certain area than I do. Forest has more knowledge in certain area than I do. I have more knowledge in certain area than you guys do. Mm-hmm. And we all get together and put all our knowledges together, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Great things can happen. This is what yes. the village is all about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. But I appreciate you guys. And I, I enjoy this conversation. And I thank you so much for having me on board. And I hope this becomes a show.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank like the two on. of
2: you. <laughs> we're thank, working on
0: it. Oh, really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Elta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this has been a blessing. You coming here. Uh, you know, you you woke us up to so many things that we weren't even expecting, right? I know,
1: the lollipop analogy, guys, like that was wonderful. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And thank you for all our listeners. You know, uh we really appreciate you you know, coming in, chiming in, the likes, the shares, the comments. I mean, that's what makes this come alive. And it feels like we're right through the screen and we're interacting with you right in the same room. It really feels like that for us. So thank you. Thank you so much for for being a part of this today. And Elta, you are the bomb.com. Thank you. That's right.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. You're the same as well. Thank you for the difference you're making in the lives of our youth. Oh,
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I received that. I received I, that. I do too. Thank you. All right. So we're going to go ahead and sign off. Goodbye, everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. you guys. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Elta. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Elta. Bye.
2: Thank you.